Hey guys, welcome back to Native 901. Uh, on tonight's episode, uh, we go and speak with Colin Morrissey, a, a 30-year-old. Um, he is a local friend of mine. Um, I would say uh, a very inspirational person in my life. Um, has cerebral palsy. Um, we don't actually speak about that uh, as much. Uh, we just typically talk about football and life and and um, other stuff, uh, monetarily stuff. But um, tonight's episode, I go into um, talking about the tough question, does cerebral palsy affect how, what kind of job he gets as a 30-year-old male today? In today's economy, um, you know, in, in an economy or a thriving uh, time to be young and um a go-getter, in my opinion. Uh, there's opportunities that uh, young guys, and myself included, being 40 years old, can go and get just by being on a social media platform like LinkedIn and Facebook and and being persistent and not even having a resume. Um, you can just be who you are, be authentic. And um, these guys are hiring like crazy, and they're hiring like big-time positions, 150000 a year for stay-at-home um, content maker, just stuff like that. I mean, pretty ridiculous uh, things that probably before the pandemic weren't available. So I just cut it to the case. I asked him, is his life affected? Of course it's affected by cerebral palsy, but um, does it limit his thoughts of what he wants to do in, in this life? And then I, I turn, it, turn the tables back because I, I do usually – talk the most um but um i asked colin what he would change about me in my life and what i should be doing and focusing on so a very cool interview um not nothing too serious we just are trying to find our our purpose and our happiness and i believe it's um doing things like this um with others um very from you know we're both from the same town, Germantown, um, Tennessee, but um, and both have fantastic families, but both very different um, uh, star sports guy, me, star jock, whatever. He has had a, you know, this cerebral palsy, and it's been an effect for him his whole life. So um, he, his attitude is, I'm what I'm getting at, his attitude, he's always been positive and, um, and so, so nice. Um, uh, just not a complainer. And I love everything about that. So, um, we go into that. And then we also talk about Houston Mustangs football. We talk about some of the old guys like, um, Tim Surface, Shane Moten, uh, Josh Payne, uh, Colby Paxton, Andy Auth, some of the young guys younger than us. Um, um, all those guys, um, and if I missed, didn't say your name, I probably said it in the episode, but we, we go through a lot of you guys um, that I played football with and went to high school with, and we discuss um, wanting to do future shows with um, fellow teammates and fellow schoolmates and um, just seeing how their lives are, have been affected, uh, not only affected by this pandemic, but how their lives are growing uh, in general and, and to, to learn from each other and, and then to share stories and, and to laugh. And and that's all this is at Datum 901. A bunch of dudes from Memphis. Um, you could be from 
uh, Yakastachewan, Connecticut, and uh, we'll have you on the show. So, y'all, um, look us up at Native901 uh, at anchor.fm and epiccollector.com, epiccollector.tv, and then epiccollector08 at Instagram, and then um, whatever else y'all want to look up, uh, Epic Collector on YouTube. Um, thank you for all your support and any comments and stuff like that you guys leave. It's just a, an added bonus uh, for you guys taking your time out to do that. Thank you. See Welcome back. Are you on, buddy? Yep. Hey, guys, got Colin Moore favorite person on earth what's so what's took you so long oh no um that's fine i i was actually messing with you the whole time i I could hear you going hello 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 (laughs) (laughs) how's it hey um so everyone uh this is native 901 um this is my boy colin he's probably my favorite person on the earth colin um. So you've been you've been checking out Gary V lately. Uh, maybe a little bit. So before you and I, or before you found out, or before I told you who Gary V is or was, you had no idea who he. You've never heard of him. Nope. Never on this planet. And how you're thirty years old. Thirty-one. Oh, you old bastard. Um. <laughs> So, I, I kind of was the same way, but I don't know. I don't know how we didn't hear. Um, so you're on Facebook, shoot more than I am. Um, he's probably one of the, probably the most, I would say most, um, I would say popular, but not popular is not a good word. Um, I would say legit, legitimate person on, like when you go on YouTube, do you, or Instagram, there's there's like people uh, I follow and I look up to like for money advice. Um, I go and look at um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Have you ever heard of him? It's uh, Richard Kiyosaki. I don't think so. See, you you must you like people with. I would say that people that don't have money problems. <laughs> right. Okay. I I think all. I think right now it's like really cool that um, there's so many people on online that are that are legitimately trying to help people uh, for free, and uh, that's what I was telling you earlier. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's so busy, uh, Gary Vee's so busy. Like, but the thing about him is, if you um, if he knows you're passionate about what you're what you're doing, if if you're trying to provide value or whatever for whatever it is you're trying to contact him mm-hmm. he eventually is going to contact you and, and he he, he'll, he contacts me once a week just says hey what's going on or tells me hey the nfts are this and this and blah 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 he he does that for just out of the kindness of his own heart and he's like um busy um so there's my little thing about Gary V is, um, but I don't know. I was, when I thought about you, um, learning, I, it's, it's tough to talk about because 
when you when you have a good friend that you want to be you know wants to know all the stuff you're doing or wants wants to know you know how to be maybe successful in this environment like he's he's the guy to listen to and there's a lot of people right now that that don't know what they're going to do like whether they're going to work from home or um whether they're going to go back and work from you know their original jobs but um mm-hmm. that, that's so that's an interesting thing to me because i've always loved the fact uh that um being a entrepreneur or uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur you kind of work for yourself but mm-hmm. right now there's so many side hustles there's so many things that you can do online that haven't that weren't popular before this pandemic happened because people were out they were at work and now people are home they want to stay home they want to be with their families they, they want to work from home <clears throat> it's comfortable mm-hmm. and now there's there's some companies right now that are paying um, I saw about six of them earlier that are paying about $180,000 a year just to be like a marketing person for their to get to work from home and you know what the cool thing about that is is I'm learning all this through Gary Vee like business owner but you know sometimes you have to you have to suck up and work for somebody else when you don't have any capital coming in but um right now what I'm doing like I don't know if you know this is why I'm always so busy when you contact me I have uh, tons of stuff going on with my house like a, I'm, I'm getting ready to move from there um, and I have all this stuff I have to pack up um, my business online I don't know what's going on with it because I can't get it fixed and I made it myself so it seems like it's always down um, so Every time I get on the internet, it's it's about trying to learn something and then trying to make my business better or trying to fix it. So I've been applying to, even though I don't, you know, I, I, I've been doing this strategy just applying to companies on my LinkedIn account mm-hmm. um, or making marketing for marketing jobs, uh, content jobs. You know what content is like what i do i make these silly little videos on TikTok and all that stuff yeah. like stuff like that and then i just bug the shit out of these people i send them 100 emails or 100 texts i don't even put i kind of put my resume in it but i just tell them i'm interested in working for their company and i can't tell you how many responses i've gotten about oh man that's really cool and some of these smaller companies like like this uh, activewear company they just sent me an email saying, um, we would love for you to be a brand ambassador. So anytime I mention them on my podcast or um, or anything else on Instagram, they, they give me money or they give me free clothes. And so it's really cool. Shout out to um, Activewear. Um, that, it's really cool to find out stuff like that, like especially with these startup companies. Um, so that's that's my thing going on right now and and i was trying to share that with you i know you probably don't it's probably too much for you um you're you're only interested in chasing women right now and what else wait, wait what <laughs> your interests right now are only chasing women what else are you interested in um i don't know <laughs> what's what do you um uh, like what so for everybody that doesn't know uh you have 
you have cerebral palsy um mm-hmm. it affects your daily like say i know your i know your family i know your very family is very well to do but does that affect like what you want to do like on a daily basis like if you wanted to go work work somewhere or how does that affect your day like because you're i'm i'm this crazy guy that's all over the place like hey you need to do this you need to listen to this uh you need to invest in here but you're you're on a you're in a totally different ball game than i am you um we were you know we have different circumstances but um does that is it affect you like um uh, as, as much as i think it probably would because that's a tough thing to have like and, and it, i know you're very passionate about it but um you're like you're an amazing dude like how did, how does that affect you daily um let's see. if you were wanting to go out to go get a job like say say you wanted to go work for um i don't know uh redbirds stadium like i know you're passionate about sports mm-hmm. or if you're wanting to go work at houston high school to be a um you know to be yeah how would how does that does that affect you like your day does it anything involved like with that that holds you back from going and getting those opportunities there shouldn't be but i'm just asking you as a as a friend like as a buddy yeah. as a, does that affect your like daily decisions in life i can't really explain that to be honest yeah i know that's a tough one and I, I mean, I mean, but if you had if you had a opportunity say let's say to say you got a platform like say somebody gave you an opportunity to talk about how your how several positives affected you see that seems like it'd be my, a passion of mine like especially like because you've done so well with it like um i would you should be like talking to other young people like not you know your age and younger and even older people about about stuff like that like um i think that's what's that's what i was trying to get out that's where i'm trying to do the same thing but we're totally i have not i've not been affected like that i have my life is tough right now but it's not um i don't have the uh, like a, a medical condition like that but um so that was my whole thing on that like we all go through our own little sh- whatever during the week my life's tougher my life sucks whatever i've been saying it not saying that but i've been feeling you know my, it's been tough times for me lately because i have a lot on my plate my wife's not here i'm doing it all by myself uh, but mm-hmm. the i got you i got friends that listen to me i got my parents that help me um if i didn't have any of that i mean i'd be i'd be kind of sore off right now so um that's all i was just trying to get your perspective on something like that like how you felt like about talking about um what you go through with dealing with cerebral palsy something that you couldn't have um that you had no control of it and it happened to you as a child or infant right yeah i was born with it i was uh, three months premature as a baby oh wow and yeah a lot of mothers i think a lot of mothers go through like difficult times with that because sometimes they think it's their fault but um like because of the air you know like you know airways 
you know, your airways are, are blocked or whatever, and you're premature. And I think that has to be a very difficult thing. That's why I kind of approach it with caution with you. But I think if you use that on, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but that's something I've always wanted to talk to you about, but it's been kind of a touchy subject because I don't know how you feel about all that. But I, mean, I think, I think, I think you should yell about it. I think you should talk about it on your, um, you know, uh, Houston uh, football and all that stuff. That's fantastic. But I think when you can affect somebody else, like another kid's life, like in a positive way, that he knows that you're doing, you're doing a podcast yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, doing, you're doing all these other great things. You're, you're very uh, sociable, and um, you know, life's the. I mean, you don't, you don't look at any hardship. So that's what I was thinking about with you. I think if you if if I was in your position and I was wanting to do a podcast, I would somewhat somewhat try and you know do it towards. I don't know how you do it, but do it towards what's what's going on, what you go through, and what you've gone through through your life. And and I think that's when you find when you can do that. That's what I'm trying to do, even though I, I, you know, talk about comic books and stuff like that. But that's what I'm passionate about right now. Houston football. I'm passionate about um, all that. And I'm also passionate about St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So that's why every video I make, every podcast I make, anything, if if I got paid for any of that, uh, percentage is going to go to St. Jude's Children's Hospital because that place is amazing. And I'm when we played football in Memphis, like we would, we would go up there on a, you know, and, and see these little kids that had uh, stuff that actually conditions like yours, like yours, cerebral palsy, and also like a lot worse, like cancer, terminal cancer. And to see how well they deal with that stuff, that's that place is, they all have smiles on their face. They're all, you know they're all going to get through it they're going to get past it and that's what i see in you i don't know if i if i'm just imagining things but um it, it seems like you've had um you've had a you've had a really really fantastic um life but you also have you have a lot to tell people about that and um what you've gone through and especially losing your mom your mother at such a young age like um my wife tells both her parents, you know, that she was 25 when her mom passed, and it's affected her quite a bit. So, yeah, I was uh, I was 23 when my mom passed. Oh, were you really? Mm-hmm. And, and so that is that's crazy. <clears throat> you, you've done well with it, haven't you? Mm-hmm. What would you say to all of us that have our moms right now? What would you do? Uh, just, just call call our parents if we don't talk to them every day. Call them, because like, my mom, I, I need advice for that. Because I, yeah, we do talk, but we don't talk every day. I'd say, cherish each and every moment you have with your parents, because you never know this will happen to you one day. Hopefully not soon, but one day. Yeah, I yeah I totally get that, but. But how's um, is it hard with your dad? Like, how's your dad? Has your dad helped you a lot through it, like uh, through the process. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, my um, 
Along with my, um, my aunt Susie, she was my rock as well, my mom's sister. You've seen pictures of us on Facebook in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so in the in the month after she died, she was kind of my rock after that, which she still lives, don't get me wrong. But. Oh, that's so good. Like, and, and you're grateful. Even though you went through a huge loss, this is... This is what I try and tell people, and I know it's tough for people, especially that are going through a tough time, uh, to to not think about, worry about what happened and how what you know they should have done and what it could have. Like, I'm like, are you grateful for everything that you had and the moments you had with her? And uh, like having gratitude is like a, the spiritual, like to get past things in life. You have to have forgiveness and you have to have gratitude and i think those are the key, those two things especially being grateful and having gratitude mm-hmm. whether good or bad sometimes helps helps you do tremendous things it makes your life uh, amazing and and i've just started noticing that being grateful for some of my losses you know to be quite frank some of my losses have, have been some of the most um learning uh times but when i got past some of these hardships and got through it the mm-hmm. um it was so much more enjoyable um so much more um rewarding and it's just the process of of knowing that uh, yeah it might suck for whatever you're going through right now in your life or whatever you have to deal with but being always being positive and being grateful and being mindful of um, you know how how well we have it as Americans and being a human being and not being you know over one of these third world countries man we, we have it so good compared to a lot of people and um, you know others some of us have it better but um, being grateful for what we do have and not looking at other people's stuff I think that is the hardest thing to do and I'm 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 not 100% great at that. I'm, I work work at it every day. Like you see people, you know, that have businesses on on um, on Facebook or wherever that or have podcasts that are are better than yours, and you know they make yours look like a um, little kid show or whatever. I don't I don't I've got to learn, and I've learned this from Gary Vee. If you don't don't worry about what other people are doing because and what other people think of you. I mean, you want you want a good impression. You want you want you want to always present your best self. You know that. But don't worry about what people think about you. If it's a negative thing, do not worry about that because you know what you'll be doing in a week from then or whatever. You know that you're being. Um, that's the hardest thing about what Gary Vee tries to tell people. If you follow him, you'll you'll understand this. But he tells. People, Three times a day on Instagram, which you do all the time, so you got that down. Three times on Facebook, at least, this is at the very minimum, some kind of content. And this is this is what he's been doing since the early night, like when the computer or when the internet just came available. He and he learned how to put it to his father's business and make it so successful. The internet. He he talks about posting, 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 and it's so true, man. My my little website that I've been doing this for for the last year, I've not believed that it would be possible. But when I post on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, 
and do TikTok. When I do that, like weekly, my it goes crazy. I mean, like you know, I told you earlier that uh, sorry, I've been kind of away from my internet because I can't get on my internet without. I mean, my phone freezes because there's so many people contacting me, and it's all because of what I'm doing, following his advice, and um, so I think that's the really cool thing about all this. Um, so if you if you I'm going to tell you this just as a buddy. Mm-hmm. I think I think you should, and I, I would love to maybe go do this with you one time. Um, I think you should, I think you should really uh, start looking into talking to kids, um, maybe a little younger than you, um, maybe that are having a hard, hard time. It doesn't have to be cerebral palsy, but I would, I would direct it towards that and um, try and give you know, make a, sh- make, make a podcast about uh, that, going through that and, and, and helping others, like talking to kids, maybe going to schools and saying, Hey, this is my story. I'm calling, Hey, this is my buddy, Eric. Um, this is how we met. <laughs> and, you know, we're two totally different people. We came, we come from the same little area of Germantown, but, um, we're, I mean, I'm four, I'm ten years old, almost eleven years older than you. Um, nine years. Nine years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't look it, but because uh, <laughs> we have different, we have different Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, we have different thoughts on life, uh, but we kind of have the same similar values that our parents instilled in us, and I think they're all great and they're intended. I think. Memphians or people from that area, I think, are really exceptional people. I think they're special. I don't know if it's because they care more than others, or I don't know if it's how we were raised, but I think you have something that you could actually you could do, and it'd probably be really rewarding to you, helping people uh, because that's the true sense, and that's the true thing I'm trying to do. I don't want to be rich. If that happens, I'm 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 okay. I'm glad with it. But uh, being rich in life is when you're happy, at, like what you do with your job. Like, um, so if if I could go and talk to kids at school about my football playing and you know being an idiot and have talking to my friends on here about stuff like that, and then you know giving a message of um, what hurt me and what helped me in life, and and tell them. You know, just being real, authentic. I think that's what the the internet is wanting from all of us. Especially, my story is my story is interesting only because I was, you know, played football, um, and I was very good at very good at it. Um, but other than that, I mean, I haven't really done that much in my life. Uh, you know, I have, but I've, I've flown planes, I've played football at the highest level, but. Um, there's more to my story than just that just playing football i think what i learned from it was a, a teamwork and, and um you know camaraderie and i think i think you have um you have something that i, I hope i can help you get out and 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 open others that are being affected by what you're going through and what you've been through and um you i think your story is way more interesting than mine to i mean 100 percent honesty with you like 
you've had some very you've had some adversity and um you know adversity in life all adversity is is it's, it makes change it make it causes change in your life you know you lose you, you know you deal with your cerebral palsy you know you learn how to do with it you, you know you lost your mother i mean that's adverse adversity and you know, it's just change and it's how it's how you you know kind of grow as an adult and um you know i love that i love learning about guys like you and uh, trying to like what we're what we're trying to do on this podcast is we're trying to um, help motivate people aren't we or, or we're, we're wanting to talk like about football you know the biggest thing of football is it's about being motivated going out there and beating the crap out of the other team but it's you know it's a team thing and I can't describe how amazing that feeling is because when you're really good at football and people look up look up to me um, it's a it's a very that's a very um, cool thing to have and I don't feel like um, it's something that is I'm deserving of to be honest with you but um, guys like yourself that have uh, such a such a uh, thing going on in their lives that can can get through it and be, be happy um, you know wonderful guy um, so my, my 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 new key for you Colin and I took this whole 20 minutes of talking and I apologize but I want you to I want you to do that certain start filling out what you want to do yeah keep doing the houston football and all that but i want you to affect people's lives you know i want you to talk to kids that maybe you're going through this maybe that have the same thing you have i want you to reach out i want you to start doing stuff like that where it affects it affects others you know being so you're giving what you're doing is you're giving back so um mm-hmm instead of I mean you do this and it's just a hobby your hobbies are it'd be just like going and um, like I'm going I'm going to um, there's a there's a um, uh, there's a store here that I love and it's it's the hospice house and they they sell like antiques stuff that people people like they passed passed away with cancer in the hospice house and then they donated their stuff to this place and then they they get money for them so i'm going to um this weekend i'm coming i'm going to you know give my time i'm going to work for them for three days for free and um because they need the help so i'm gonna go like hang up clothes and you know put uh put stickers on stuff and the only reason i'm doing that is because my wife's mother she passed away at that place and it's one of the best charity places here in Tupelo. So when you can give your time and especially, I got a lot of time to give right now. Um, when you, the things that matter in life, that's when you really see the important stuff. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think, I think you need, you need to have a podcast in some kind of, you don't have to listen to me. You know, you're an adult, but, I think I think you would be amazing at it. And I think you, uh, the people that you affect, um, their lives might be changed because of it. So um, it's a pretty cool deal to think of something like that, just for being, just for having a little, 
side deal or side hustle or podcast um you know that you you know how it is starting out a podcast Colin, because you're going through it right now it's very hard yeah. to decide what you want to do or talk about but when it comes easy to you when it, when you're talking about what you've gone through and you're talking about cerebral palsy you're talking about like researching you know school or uh businesses that um you know are pro cerebral palsy or, or hospitals that have certain things going on for for that reason uh, only um that still you talk about stuff like that and i know it's probably something i don't know it's probably i don't know if it's not a sore subject in your life is it not really i think you could be a, it's a motivating kind of thing isn't it like because you're not you don't you don't you don't complain about oh why me why this why this why you know it could have you know if i didn't have this i could have been this so i've never heard you say anything like that so i, th- I think there's a lot of kids that are um think like that though so yeah i think that's your homework for tonight um you can tell me to fuck myself or <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do but that. but i think um if you, if you can help me how do you think what do you if you could if you could just turn the table on me and say eric this is as your buddy this is what i want to see you do more what would you say to me to, or if you had anything or, or what would you want to if, you know see uh less of or whatever I, I want you to do the same thing to me so do you have any ideas about that as far as what 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 I should do more of or do less of and concentrate on, you know, my podcast or what you know, anything like that. Any advice that you would have for me? Now's your time. You're on the mic. I finally let you talk. Well, um, give me some pointers on how to what I'm doing that I need to do better with i know everybody needs to do better in certain things i know one thing you would be uh, more reliable as far as when i tell you i'm going to do something you know i don't ever do it but yeah uh, that what, what do i need to work on um be a better communicator that's fantastic i i see I, and that's that's one of the hardest things i have to do because we need to listen more and don't don't you agree i don't do that well i do in life but it's hard to on here so how would i how do i need to be a better communicator tell me are you saying on my podcast or just in general with you, like say with you as a friend just in general okay um how about how about um what what do you want to talk more about besides what i told you i think you should talk more about what do you want to talk when you get on my podcast with... god this is a hard question like you um, like like the germantown like how we're going to be playing germantown next would you tell me earlier yeah, I'm playing Germantown for the first time in two years. So, you know, we, 
Yeah, y'all didn't when you were in uh, at Houston. Did you, y'all didn't play Germantown, did you? Yeah, we did. Oh, you did. How? What was y'all's record with them? Never lost to them. Whole time I was there. But were they good or were they bad? And were y'all good or and bad? Uh, well, I mean, we beat their asses the whole time. So I mean, we were the good ones. We were the better ones. What was y'all's record at the end of the season? The first year. I talk about my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year. Um, um, because it really only count with Germantown. This is how this is how I'm going to tell you how Germantown. I I've dealt with Germantown. They really only count is when both teams are really good to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think they do always count. You know that rivalry. But how were y'all good? Or both vice versa were they good at any time or were, were y'all both down, or were y'all on down here uh, like I said we beat their asses every time GTA can go their asses <laughs> man well did I did I remember I sent you that message where that Germantown coach uh, we were talking him and I were talking He he's this new coach they have and he's really yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy um and I asked him if I could do a podcast with him, and he said, "Man, that would be amazing. Let me, let me get back with you." Uh, so, is that something you'd want to do with him? Maybe um, we couldn't talk shit to him, like, right? Yeah, we just be respectful, like, you know how you know how how to be respectful. But um, I think that's what he was probably worried about. Like, he heard some of my shows, and uh, he told me like. I love your show, man. I, I listened to, I've listened to some of them. He goes, man, it's sometimes it's the curse words. I said, I know, I know. I, I can tone that down with certain certain times. And he goes, oh, well, what's you know, what's the angle? Because um, I said, there's no angle. I just you're one of the coaches that um, contact or reached out to me, and and I think uh, I think what you're doing at Germantown is fantastic. And, uh, he said, "Man, I appreciate it. I really do." And um, so I said, "Can I can I do an interview as a former uh, Houston football player and University of Memphis football player?" And he's like, "Oh wow, man, I didn't know that." Uh, he goes, "Yeah, I, let me let me let me get back with you and we'll schedule that." But um, yeah, I just wanted to. I mean, there's so many cool like there's so many cool people that play that drum. Like, uh, there's a basketball player, I can't think of his name. Uh, what was his name? How old was he? Uh, he was my class. Um, um, let's see. Hold on one second. I'm gonna look this up. Germantown High Basketball. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think of. No, oh, this is gonna bug me. Ian Clark. Say it again. Ian Clark. Who's so? Tell me about him. Okay, hold on one second. Let's see if you can hear this. Yeah, no rush. We can. Guard Ian Clark had his jersey retired by his alma mater, Germantown High School. Sorry. Yeah, you just read it out, man. I don't care. Um. You're a good reader. You have better re- better reading skills than I got, or I have. See, my grammar's terrible. 
Yeah, it says uh, I played for Golden State. No kidding. And he was your grade? Yep. Good race. Jimmy oh, uh, I'm trying to find a picture of him. Let's see. Ian Clark. Um, yeah, he's a. He's a. I guess he is a little tall. He's a. Four. Let's see. Yep, 2005, 2009. Dang. So, is he still in the league or no? Uh, let me double check here. Let's see, let's see. Oh, man, just going for the league. He, he went, did he go, who did he play college for? Just when you get when you get to the hey, go to Wikipedia or whatever when you get to it, just read it out because I can I can edit it out making it taking all the pausing yeah. just uh, okay. don't worry yeah, about it. Right. I, I found something here we go okay it says um, Ian Patrick Clark born March seventh nineteen ninety one is an American professional basketball player for the. Zing Zhang Flying Tigers of the Chinese Basketball Association. Who's playing? Let's see. He played college ball at Belmont University. And um, let's see. Where, where did he play college ball? Belmont University. Oh, so in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Tiny little college. I've been, I played a uh, tournament there. Really? Wow. When you were at Houston? Uh, yeah, uh, we played, um, I think it was me, Jamie Savage. Uh, dude, I was, my basketball days, I was a lot better at basketball than I was at football, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, but oh, I other way around. No, man, I was an amazing basketball player. And um, I'd love to talk to Coach Beckett on here. He'd probably tell you otherwise. Or to Coach Beckett, do you know him? Uh, I never had him. I know you were talking about. I remember uh, a friend of mine who graduated in 2005. Um, his name was uh, David Abonzi. Um, he was in a, he was in a English class one day, and he, and he fell asleep in his class. And Becker flipped his desk on the ground, and David caught himself just in time. And That's Becker was like, "Don't fall asleep in that class." I had Coach Becker for English too, and also I had him in for my coach's basketball. I think we're missing. I think today's um, young generations missing Coach Becker's because that mo that dude was on your ass if you if you messed up like and he was cool though he's a guy's guy I mean he's just like me he talked you know he cursed at you and, and he laughed and made fun of you and like like I remember being in practice one day and we were doing like layup drills down below the goal like I was doing post up drills and you know the drill was for me to post up on a guy and then turn around and do it or make the shot so but every time I did it he wanted me to t- every time like everything I tried to do he tried to make me a hundred times better that's what I love about Coach Becker him and I got into a lot of like scuffles like I mean he, but he was just trying to make me the best uh, basketball player and dude he um He's an amazing coach, amazing guy too. He's very smart too, um, but he's about my height, and um, he walks around with his little grin on his face, like he's like he looks at you and he's like has his little grin on his face. 
And I, I, can, I hope he does a show with me one time because I'd love for him to talk to me and tell me how dumb I am because he's he's helped me so much in my life. And when I was younger, I had no idea what he was trying to do. He was just trying to motivate me to be better. Uh, but I was some little punk ass little kid, you know, thought I was God's creation to um, Houston basketball. But I played my freshman year. They, they brought me up um, and put me on the varsity team. It's pretty nice. Yeah. And um, I played with Jack Savage, Justin Ingram, you know, the lead singer of Ingram. Ingram. He's a close buddy of mine, still is. Um, played with Jamie Savage, um, Vince, Vince, uh, Vincent Moore. He was um, 6'11. He's one of my good friends still. 6'11, a black dude. Dunk dunk anywhere on the floor and he was also a high jumper like me he 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 was jumping 611 i was jumping 66 so um i was a very uh good like i played and then we played um we played um summer ball actually a lot of summer ball at germantown high school with uh the germantown i can't remember our team i think we're the memphis something but we played with a guy named coach farmer coach farmer was our me, Jamie Savage. Um, Wait, did you say Coach Farmer or Coach Farmer? No, it's Coach Farmer. Um, he's Farmer. a guy from Arkansas, but he's one of the best basketball coaches. Up, one of the toughest guys, other than Becker and and um, um, they, he was a uh, man. I, and basketball was my passion, dude. I, I'm so when I say that I was twice as better at basketball than I was at football. I mean, that's that's not an understatement. Like, that's a – it was a big decision for me to stop playing basketball because I was trying to gain weight because I was getting scholarship offers from – I was getting scholarship offers my junior year from Ole Miss, from Mississippi State, from Alabama, from um, every college you can think of, um, BYU. Um, Brigham Young University. Yeah, Texas, University of Texas. Um, some big time schools and that's when it kind of got serious like my, my parents were like whoa you might just need to concentrate because I was a tall skinny little lanky dude but um, my senior year I really started filling out and um, my speed I mean I was like 235 probably 6'6 235 and I ran a 4 four six flat a 40 time which was unheard of when I got to college because I was about 250 then, and then I was I couldn't I wouldn't drop a ball like when I went tried out for Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, they had already offered me a scholarship, but I went and did it. it it's kind of like they called a tryout. I did the same thing with Ole Miss when Eli was there. Um, you do like a, a weekend. It's like a weekend camp, and then they look at you, and they're that's pretty much when they offer you a scholarship. I did really well at Ole Miss, and they they had already offered me a scholarship as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's some fun times to think about. But um, yeah, actually, um, Tyler Stewart told me a story one time that um, one day he was in Coach Holmes' class or whatever, and uh, Coach Holmes threw a book at him, and he, and he fought Coach Holmes, and he fell down the stairwell. <laughs> coach Holmes was a wrestling coach, right? Yeah. Tyler, yeah, Tyler's a good, good, cool dude. Um, you said y'all talk a bunch. Oh, yeah, he, like three years ago, he called me every single night, like every single night. 
Yeah, he was a wrestler, wasn't he? Baseball. Baseball, that's right. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Payne, Josh Payne and Colby and all them. Yeah, um, yeah, he was class of 2004, so people like, you know, like uh, Matt Kane, Raleigh Bishop, and all them. Okay. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't remember me, does he? Yeah, he does. Like I said, we've talked about you in there. Huh? Like I said, we've talked about you so, a little bit. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we've kind of gossiped about you a little bit. Here. <laughs> bad, or, bad or good? But. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I would love. Just tell me the bad. I would love to hear the bad part. I think I would love it. Okay, so. You know, he's curious that sports car thing a while back or whatever. Yeah. He said that was a bad idea because your stuff got stolen. Remember? He yeah. Said, he said you were, you were putting yourself out, out in danger like that. He's, he was like, he's, he said you were stupid for doing that. So. Do what now? He was he, doing what? He said you were stupid for doing it, starting the sports car thing. Oh, because I got robbed? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was. I yeah, didn't plan to do that. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I understand that, but still, I mean, <laughs> probably the smartest thing to do. You know? So, so I, how, did what, how did y'all bring up that conversation? Because like, of what I was going through? Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, I told you, I was like, yeah, he was sending himself up to get robbed with me now the way. <laughs> yeah, no, the guys that did it, um, I found out they were, they, they um, used to be guys I, I dealt with, like, I bought their stuff. Um, and so they, I guess they, wa they were watching for a chance to, whenever I left my home or business, they were going to rob me. So that's pretty messed up. They did that. Um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to prosecute against them too, because what they did to me is I created that business, that sports card stuff. Mm -hmm. I created that last year during the pandemic, right before it started. Right. And um, right before it kind of got cool. And it became a big thing. I was selling a, a, a card a day for $5,000 a card, pretty much. It was, I mean, it was a ridiculous amount of money. I could sell one for from $500 to $5,000 every day. And it pissed my wife off so much. Um, I, can I, was like, I was like, why, why are you so, why are you so upset? Look at the money I'm making with all this. She's like, it's not about the, she's like, it's about the time. It's you're, I don't ever get to see you. You're always, you know, studying, you know, getting this, getting that. I'm like, why we just made $5,000 off a $10 deal. She's like, it's not about that. It's about wanting to be present, wanting to spend time with you. So yeah. there's a definite learning process, but. What else did y'all say mad about me? Uh, you gotta remember, I don't, I don't look at this. I, I love when people, I love the, I love that kind of feedback because I, I've dealt with so much loss and so much hardship in my life. So I love to hear stuff like this and to hear my negative qualities and hear what I probably should have done. Yeah, I mean, that's how I learn. I mean, I'm, it's asked backwards, but. And my dad will probably tell you the same way. Like, I had to tell him a hundred thousand times as a kid, or make him do it a hundred thousand times before he got it. So, um, for me to experience and go through it, it makes it a lot more real and better for me. So, 
I love the neg. I love all the 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 com. So all the negatives. And tell me, tell me more. Um, he also asked my wife. He's like, is he still with that girl? Is he still doing this? Is, like, is he or him and girls still together? Or, you know, <laughs> still doing what? He's like, he was like, are him and that girl still together? Meaning your wife. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've been together for 15 years, actually. 2011. You know, I'm married. Yeah, and she and a lot of people don't know this about her right now. She's in jail right now. So oh. that's the thing I've been dealing with. I've been I've been by myself without her in my life. She's gonna have. She's been in a year and a half in jail for um, three counts of receiving stolen property, like high end antique stuff. She bought what? from somebody. And it was stolen property, and it was very valuable stuff. Like I'm talking, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, oh my god, <laughs> she she um they they made her go to do a plea deal. So she's in jail right now for she's never been in jail in her life. She's never been in trouble. Oh, she's god. always made you know she she was director of sales for one of the largest veterinary doc, diagnostic companies. Um, and she was the sales manager, first woman sales manager for that company, first director of sales, always in the President's Club. She made over 200,000, 250,000 a year. And then then this happens. So that's the other thing I've been dealing with, Colin. Like, I don't want to go out and say it, but that's my true self is my wife. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that. My wife is going through that. She's in, it's a non- uh, they get to release kind of deal. She's down mm-hmm. in Flowood, Mississippi, and she gets to go out and mow yards and clean up trash every day. And she has to do that for a year at, at the very least. Um, and she's already done five months. So that's what mm-hmm. with her. But yeah, she's she's a she's a one. She's a beautiful soul, beautiful girl. But she has a lot. You know, she's she did a lot of things um, to put herself in that position, but we all we all have our our bad side. So what else? What else? Yeah, even your mom and I talked about it a little bit. Did time. you? Yeah, they. Yeah, we talked about that's a that's a situation. Touchy. That's a touchy thing with my mom because my mom and her they were like that's my she was like my parents' daughter pretty much. I mean, they loved her. Like, we traveled together and did all that. I mean, this might be too much to tell everybody on a podcast, but I don't really care uh, because it's what's, it's the truth. It's what's going on with me. And, um, my my parents have dealt... The only reason they've, they've kind of been in this situation, having to deal with this, is because, you know, they, they lent us a considerable amount of money uh, to pay for a, a property. And... Um, then me and Candace kind of were going through something. We kind of were, we you know, got separated, uh, but then we got back together. So during that separation time, you know, things got really bad for her and my parents. Like they don't talk anymore. So, um, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things that you go through in life, and it's it makes you kind of. You're either going to get better from it or you're going to stay the same or you're going to get worse. So I think for both of us, it's kind of made us better. Unfortunately, she's had to go She's had to go away. It's tough on me because I depend on her for, she's done, a, she does everything for me. Like 
you know, washing my clothes and, and um, making me get up at a certain time and, and going jogging in the morning, being healthy, eating the right stuff, not junk food, all that. That's what she does. Like, she's been my rock. And then now I'm kind of by myself and uh, the person that gives me advice. So she's, I could tell in her mind, when I, we, we talk every day on the phone, we only get 15 minutes. But she's, you can tell she's, she doesn't complain about her situation. She just asks about how I'm doing, asking today, what, what have I done? You know, I need to do this, I need to do that, and I need to do this to get this going. So she's, she's still trying to be my rock. So uh, I love her, you know, over the moon for all those reasons. And, and she, she has done so much for me. Uh, but one one thing I wish we could take back, and, uh, but we can't. So is so the one sore spot with me and Candace and my family. So what happened? You know, uh, when they loan. See, that's the one money from your family because it creates shit situations like this. Um, at the point, at that time, I wasn't being probably the husband I should have been providing. And I had to go borrow money from my parents, like $100,000 to buy my investment property or whatever. And and we were going to share it together. It just seemed right at the time, but um, it was definitely the value say this It's one of the biggest negatives that's going on in my life right now. And do you see how open I am about it? You know, when you, when you're about things like that, I feel, I feel so much better. Don't you? Yeah. But how you didn't change yeah. your underwear yesterday? Do what? You should, how about you didn't change your underwear yesterday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Give me another one. Another what? Negative. Hmm. Negative, negative, negative. I respond to you that's a teacher. Did you, remember we talked about, she said I was a bully when I was in high school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she never really, really talked about that. I mean, she never really got back to me about it. Dude, that is the weirdest thing. I, I feel so bad about that. I, I remember her, she, she, did, she said the same thing to me when I lived in Montana. She reached out to me and said, I don't know why you're acting like you're such a good person because you bullied people in high school. I was like, no, I didn't. Sorry if I did, but basically just calling you a douchebag, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's tough because you know I was I was well liked to people that hated me, but I tried to make everybody feel accepted than that. But um, you know, as far as like teasing people like that we did that with our the, that, but um i don't remember ever being teased teasing her or um i mean ask o-dog o-dog will tell you like he was always in the locker room with us um he was probably the person that teased the most actually o-dog <laughs> yeah they would make yeah, a rap yeah. and they would like you know whatever but O-Dog was probably 
rapper at Houston High School. <laughs> All right, give me another negative. Negative, negative, negative. Negative one, negative two, negative three, negative four. Um, you, um, uh, let's see. When you're so negative, we want to go for. Oh, anything. Just like any kind of like, any kind of uh, adversity or a bad thing that you've heard or anything like that. Like, um, you don't, because you always tell me how great, every, you know, positive everything is and how good I am. Uh, like, yeah. let's see your mom told me one time that you gave her her gray hairs oh that's a fucking fact I, and I and I love that like <laughs> you know the fact that my mom said that mm-hmm. Kathy Peterson if you're listening um, you give me gray hairs she gives me gray hairs on my ass too. really <laughs> no I'm kidding <laughs> my mom is my mom's special no her and I have this special bond like I, I would say I'm her favorite, but that's not fair to Brian. But her and her, she, um, I've always done this. We've had, we we spent more time together because I was grounded every fucking weekend, every day of my life in high school, middle school, every day I was grounded because they were trying to pretty much keep me from doing dumb shit. <laughs> like selling drugs or... Oh, not I, they never had to worry about drugs because I never did that. I mean, alcohol, we did that. Um, I, we, you, you know, we did underage drinking and things like that. Yeah, I, I was again. I mean, I was against and still am about drug use and all that crap. Um, shit, I think coffee's a drug. Like you, if you're gonna go buy a fucking Starbucks right now and spend ten dollars on a fucking Starbucks every day, that's the mm-hmm. dumbest drug on the planet. Um, I mean. These, these kids that are doing this dumb shit, I mean, they, they'll learn about it when they get in trouble for it and when, when it affects their life, but they're not going to learn until something bad happens to them with it. So, yeah. The only drug I've ever done is um, I've smoked marijuana and, and I can say that because it's legal and um, I, I, have, I take like um, Adderall or Ritalin for my hyperactivity like um, I've taken that since I was in high school middle school do you have ADHD or ADD or anything like that ADHD bad 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 yeah I've been on medical since I've been in like I I say my mom could probably tell you better but Mm -hmm. since I've been in second grade I've probably been on medicine for that and and I was embarrassed by it you know throughout my high school times and like I didn't take it in college when I probably should have because it helps me study more but I, mean, I was I was embarrassed about it I didn't I thought it was a bad thing I thought it was you know I'm a retard or I'm dumb but it helps me I have so many thoughts going on in this big fucking head of mine it helps me um, it helps me think, get my thoughts together and helps me do them in a more precise instead of all over the place I'll, I'll be more uh, focused uh, so I, I've relied on that probably my whole life actually as sad as that sounds but yeah is, um, is what, so up through school you couldn't sit still you couldn't yeah dude I was I'm, I'm sitting there not thinking about um, the fucking 1800s who won the war and, and, and now I, I enjoy it but 
uh, back then, it's like I was thinking about uh, probably girl, probably football practice. I didn't want to go, you know, after school. I didn't think about like things I should have been thinking about, but yeah, um, you're, you're, uh, yeah, you probably think about football and masturbating to women or you know something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I have, I had a, you know, I had a high school girlfriend. You know, we were together the whole time. But um, the hardest thing I think to describe about my high school experience is me not being present enough. And that's that's probably going to be a shocker to a lot of people because I, you know, we went all to all the parties, you know, after every game, and we were, you know, this and that. And we're, we're life, you know, life of everything. We just had so much enjoyable time, but. I wasn't present in the fact of every like every, every other kid in high school what they're going through. I, every day after I went to school, I would go over to my girlfriend's house, and we would study or whatever we called it, <laughs> and or, then or make a little love. <laughs> we, we would we would have to be together, and that was how we were. We were always stuck together. We, you know, I was always with her. Blah, blah, she was always with me, and then when when I wasn't doing that I was either at football practice or I was at my my house and we were on the phone with each other so it was kind of like a kind of like a you know that that couple you always see that's together it's kind of annoying that's how it was for me but um you know a lot of my friends like Reed Bilberry um Mm -hmm. he um he he was the same way with this girl Maggie Rice one of my favorite we were all a big group of friends. Scott Thurmo with Emily Sims. Emily Sims uh, was my favorite, one of my favorite friends, and she's best friends with my girlfriend. So, or, or like, all or like cool. and um, it all worked out pretty cool. Um, Emily Sims, I would love to do a podcast with her. She's like one of the sweetest or, girls. What, what about what about Shelly Cool? Remember Shelly Cool? Oh my gosh, she's like, how, yes, one of my favorite girls on the planet. How do you know her? Um, her brother played football. Kevin, cool. Yeah, Kevin, he was a classman. He, he was a stud and a very nice person. So, Ke- uh, Shelly is one of my favorite. She's one of my, my best friends too. Like anybody that you know, that Shelly knows, and uh, probably hung out with, or you know, um, we were all like best type friends. We always were doing the same things on the on the weekends together. So, um. Me, Tim Surface, um, James Scott Thurmer, uh, Reed, um, Clint Harden, Katie Harden, Brad Glover. Um, we all, man, we, we were always together. Uh, Shelly Cool, um, Natalie. Natalie's, um, Natalie's had all the parties. She had all the kid parties at her house. Oh, uh, yeah. Her sisters, um, you probably know her her younger sisters. Um, but who's that? Natalie, you know Natalie um, Harrison. Natalie Harrison. No. Well, I'm not saying her name last name right. Dad, what's her last name? I'm, she's gonna kill me for that. But um, Nat, I'm gonna look that up quick. I also saw an embarrassing picture of you, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Natalie Jones. Natalie Jones. Uh, nah. oh, she yeah. heard her sisters. Um, you know Natalie Jones. She's a tall blonde haired girl. Look on my friend's page. Hmm. And uh, I also saw a picture of you that Joey had of, of you being kissed on by John Mungle. What was it? John Mungle kissing you. Ah, but John Mungle, that was one, John Mungle and Matt Day, two of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, yeah John Mungle. Do you have a picture I'm talking about? You were wearing a green shirt, he was kissing you on the cheek. Did I have on makeup? Um, your lips are kind of red. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if we had, hey, I, I got to go ahead and tell you this. And Aaron, you know, Aaron, Aaron's one of the friends on here. He could probably tell you this. Yeah. If we had, um, we had video cameras, like mm-hmm. kids do these days, following us around back then. The, we would have had our, Yeah, we would have had our own show, dude. I mean, that's how bad, I mean, crazy. I mean, it just, we were not your typical group. I mean, we were, um, I would say, it's uh, um, the right word for it. We're extraordinarily unique, like how this large senior class, how we all kind of knew each other and hung out and kind of were like all good friends, whether it was from our girlfriends dating um, each other's best friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then we were, I mean, we did some fucking crazy things, <laughs> fun stuff. And, we we were awesome fucking athletes that whole time. I mean, we're amazing students too. Like, I did everything just to get by. But you know, as far as like excelling at whatever we did, like whether it was going out to a cake party or whether it was a track meet, it was always something really fucking or a, or a football game. Yeah, we always were a big show, and everybody enjoyed. I guess our company, but. Um, yeah, our, it, we, us not going, This is, and this is when James Thomas and them played with us, us mm-hmm. not going that year was probably, probably one of the, that was probably one of the easiest things we should have done. We probably should have won state so easy that year, but uh, that's how, yeah, that's how good we were. And we were also that good the next year, but we just didn't fucking think about it like that then. We didn't really. You know, we didn't look at it like everybody else looks at it. We just went out and and just competed. Um, and had we been more, I'd say more, um, I think if times were different, if times were right right now, man, we that team, like Nick Yatsula, Scott, you know, they're three, Bilberry, Shane. Yeah, Shane Moten. Shane's six foot six. He was an offensive guard or tackle. Like, uh, Tim Surface um, was an incredible center. Uh, Matt Day, same thing. John Mungle, he was a late starter to football, uh, but he was good. I mean, he played defensive end, and um, he just wanted to do it because of the friendship, and he was better, way better baseball player and ended up playing on a full ride to State, Mississippi State. Um, but Colby Paxton, um, my our senior group man we were so fucking so there's so many special football players josh Payne. i mean 
Josh Payne was the kind of runner you would see. I mean, and he just did this. He looked like a typical little white kid. Um, and he didn't do track. I mean, he, he ended up doing track. But, um, you, you would have no idea that he was, the, he was just like Jimmy Savage. They were identical runners. And this dude was so fucking quick. He was so good. And, um, there were, I mean, we just had incredible players like, um, Tarek Seymour. He was, he, um, he was, he was just a character too. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, um, you also had, uh, guys running y'all like, uh, Andy Yacht. Um, yeah, yeah. Andy Yacht. Um, um, kind of, uh, um, the Vincent brothers. Todd, Todd and, Todd and Ian, they were really cool dudes. Um, and, um, let's see, uh, let's see. What about, uh, Ricky Lundgren? Oh, Ricky, Big Rick. He was, um, yeah. he was, he had so much potential, man. He was such a big, freaking strong guy. But he, he was the sweetest, kindest. He was like, he was trying to get him to be mean. I know, I know this, like his junior year, we we're trying to get him to be so mean because he would be so good. But yeah, he was a fabulous, um, just a big old dude. We, But his hardest part was trying to get that guy to be mean because like, oh, he was yeah. such a sweet part. Oh, yeah, uh, and also you had, uh, what's some kind of thing? Uh, Chris Schmidt. Oh, I love Chris Schmidt. He's one of my favorite favorite peoples in the world as well um, um still in contact he was a um, he was a pilot um i don't know i don't think he's still doing that but and, he uh, has a cool story about flying did you know he's he got he got caught flying an airplane he didn't know uh, anything about it, full wait, of cocaine wait, it was like chris or scott i can't remember and then cody olsen i think Co- he's that x Oh, yeah, just like his brother Chad, who was Cody, and Cody probably was listening, man. He, if, if Cody could fly for FedEx, uh, anybody can fly for FedEx. He is not your smartest kid on the block, and I love him to death saying that. I mean, he's just like, he's like the surfer dude, like, so far out, man. But I love him to death. Like, I was the same way. I was a fucking idiot. Like, just... I, I think it's so awesome that he's flying airplanes you know, for FedEx because all of our, our parent, my, my dad did it, his dad, uh, Chris Schmidt's dad did it. Um, who else's dad was a FedEx pilot? Um, <laughs> you know, one of the good guys I played basketball with, who's a, who's a, who's a, I think he's a Navy pilot, but his name's, um, he was in Jamie, Sa- he was in Jack Savage's grade. He was four years older. Um, um, I'm a good, really good friends with his um, older brother, Lee Magro. It was Chad right. Magro. His dad was a FedEx. Um, <laughs> but Lee Magro, Chad Magro was a fucking, he's about my height. He could hit a three-pointer from anywhere on the court. But he's a pilot. Uh, when did he graduate? 97, something like that? Yep. I played basketball with him and um, Jack Savage. Uh, Jack ended up, Jack's uh, dad, uh, Jack and Jamie Savage's dad uh, was amazing. His parents, their parents were great. His dad owns this big uh, uh, company. They they paint for like they paint like big commercial buildings like uh, for Nike. You know the big Nike building. They do jobs like that. And um, Jamie and Jack and the older brother, I can't remember his name. They 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 work for his father. They do really well. They make a shitload of money. Are you talking about uh, Andy? 
Andy, or is it different? No, it's not Andy Savage. It's um, you know, I'm he's the oldest. Uh, huh? You know, what I'm talking about right. Who? Who's he related to? Andy Savage. Uh, I don't know. It's Jack, Jack Savage, Jamie Savage, and um, um, there was a lady. I can't remember her name. She fronted me a while back. Um, um, I'm probably gonna kill me. I grew up with him. And, I mean, I mean, that's a big family right there. Yeah, he was a lot older, but I, I just can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, him and him and James Savage, James James Thomas, they that whole group. That, that's who all. Like they're still all really close. Brian Buckler, um, he's a friend of mine over here. But yeah, um, actually, I've uh, I met Brian a couple of times, a few times. Brian Buckler is a fantastic, fantastic guy. Um, do anything. Um, he's like best friend of James Thomas. And um, I also met uh, a couple. Of, do you know uh, Laura Beth Scott, Kristen Tolleson? I met them. Yes, I love those girls. Laura Beth was one of my best friends in high school and yeah, in middle school. Actually, yeah. and I had Kristen Tolleson's mom in seventh grade. Yeah, She's I love cool. Kristen. She's just always been so bright. Uh, Laura Beth's Laura Beth's um, husband. Mm-hmm. He played at Memphis when I was there. We we were good buddies. Um, uh, he went to um, Germantown, uh, but um, he was an exceptional baseball player. Him and Josh Payne were my my good buddies at Memphis. Uh, they played baseball and um, I played football. But oh yeah, do you remember um, a while back I made a memorial of the players that are no longer living? I know you knew Matt Beavers. Remember him? Class of Matt, Be- Matt Beavers. Yeah, he's he's by far one of the most inspirational dudes. He was a very um, I played with him, and he was very. Uh, him and Brian Harris. Brian Harris is one of my friends on here. He's a very successful uh, real estate uh-huh. guy. <clears throat> right. Those, those dudes in the locker room. You talk about people to look up to and leadership. Those dudes had it all. Matt Beavers was the, the epitome of uh, being a leader. He was a t- he was a tiny little dude, but he played middle linebacker, I think, and he was just a fucking firecracker. He would light your ass up. Um, like hitting wise and he would be he he was all over the field and he had that passion and everybody you know everybody respected him but he was a gentle gentle soul on the when he got a lot of people yeah that was, oh, yeah. yeah and sadly he was killed in car accident in 2004 yeah he was one of the probably that was probably one of the sad really sad um that was a that was a bad loss for he was just an exceptional person no, no yeah, faults yeah. that I knew of. Like he was exceptional, exceptional. Yeah. yeah you also went like, on prayer when uh, Mario Lee got paralyzed. Yeah, that was. Dude, we almost that game. Um, I remember not even wanting to play in that game because I remember going half. That was my junior year, I believe. Or something. Or something. Yeah, I remember like the first kickoff. That's that happened at the very first kickoff. Yeah, in the third quarter. Yeah, and then. And then that well, something happened every quarter. Um, somebody oh, broke yeah. their leg on defense, um, and then somebody broke their arm, and then somebody broke. I mean, it was a it was a brutal. I mean, yeah. you talk about people. It was just a bunch of big old men. Like you see, high school kids playing football. We we look like a fucking professional team, but oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. They almost called the game off after that happened Which because. 
Yeah, because Brian Harris broke his leg. I remember. Yeah, it was Brian Harris that did that. Yeah, uh, so many injuries. Uh, and your quarterback uh, Matt Frazier was injured. Matt Frazier, yeah, he was. He's uh, probably best friends with James Thomas as well. Um, Alec Gwynn was with us. Um, Alec, I haven't seen or heard of him in a long time. Do you know Alec? I know who he is. Is is he on Facebook? I don't think so. I thought him years ago, but I don't know. No, if you want a, you want an interesting take on on everything, we need to do a podcast with that dude. He was fucking hilarious. Really? Yeah, just just a great great dude. But um, who else? We got um, there's some older some of these older guys like Chris Huff, exceptional player. At class uh, ninety seven. Yeah, um, I did track with him. Um, uh, David, uh, you know, David Nugent, uh, he was always my, the guy they compared me to, like, all, like, Coach Gibson's like, you, I mean, you're just like him, you, but the thing is, you're quicker and you're, t- and you're bigger, and I was like, you're I'm not bigger than that dude, that dude's a fucking monster, him and Colin, Colin, Colin Bryant, Colin Bryant, those dudes are fucking, they look like they came out of a fucking NFL team, or, like, or, or, or Silas Gaither. Yeah, Silas, and I just, you know, I played Silas's little brother, um, or cousin, it's not, no, it is his brother, um, it was our kicker, um, Chip, Chip Gaither, but, um, and I was good friends with him, too, but I, I read something about Silas the other day, and mm. I don't know, did you come up to me? That's kind of fucking scary, man. I don't know, I don't know all the details, but it seems like it's done it's been done on more than one occasion um, I when I knew him he was a really sweet kind person but uh, it's hard to say what you know what happens in life is that yeah. is that a big deal going on in Memphis or Germantown uh, nobody's really talking about it now I mean a couple of years ago yeah but did he get charged for it um maybe. I don't know what we're talking about Aether they put him because he's an ex. Um, Let me see. He, he was on the. Uh, and Silas, if you hear this, buddy, I don't know what happened, good or bad, but you know, I don't want to talk about either one of the people that the affected the the girls that are involved. But he was on the show um, Survivor. Survivor, and he's also kind of getting famous in the L.A. scene as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, always want to do that, but. Um, I think he was charged first by a guy by beating the crap out of him in a restaurant. Like the guy came out and talked about this guy, Silas Gaither. He's a complete asshole. Beat him senseless, broke his like uh, uh, eye bone and all this stuff. Uh, but the only reason he was talking about it was because two girls came out and said he they raped. He did something like raped him or something. And then, is that right? Uh, yeah, something like that. But there's been multiple people. Now, now, girl, I think the last one was actually in Germantown. That was an, a former like church person they went to church with, like a Sunday school person. And, um, so that's very unfortunate. I hope, I hope all the people involved are... Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate talking about stuff like that. But 
if he if he did all those things and he he is that person that monster like uh, you know shame on him i hope he um hope he serves his time and learns a lesson and then um i hope the people affected uh, don't have to think about him all the time i guess talk see that's why i don't want to talk about it but um so what else what else were we just talking about um you're oh right juice fisher was one of my favorites um jason juice? fisher yeah called him juice because he ran back every because of oj simpson probably yeah that but he was uh, uh jamie savage and josh Payne were were great running backs but this guy was on the, he was like him and, him and uh, felix were on a different level but um you about jeff uh, hey. jeff jeff felix is probably one of the most he probably should have done I'm telling you in all sports especially track he Jeff Felix probably should have played at any college um, if he was in today's market and he, he got in a lot of trouble too but if he was um, a prospect right now and say uh, a winning high school football team he mm-hmm. would be he'd be on every he'd be on Alabama's number one list I guarantee you that's how good he was. Just like Amari Cooper a few years ago. Yeah. He, he was just like that. How, how did Amari Cooper play for? Did he played he play for Houston, did he? He played for Alabama. Who did he play high school for? Time for a Google search. But Juice, Juice and him, Juice and uh, Jeff were uh, good buddies. Um, still are probably, but juice every time we every time we got a kickoff oh gotcha every time jason fisher juice got a kickoff mm-hmm. it was almost like we knew we could relax because he was going to score a touchdown every time he you google who has the most return um kickoffs from houston high school i guarantee you his name comes up probably, oh, yeah, about, probably has about 30 or 40 of them but he got he had at least one a game I remember. I mean it was crazy. That's yeah, pretty uh pretty exceptional thing to do is to every time you get the ball from the kickoff to score. I mean that and you should see what he did when he was um, on offense. I mean it was that's how I was on defense. Every time I sacked the quarterback, the, I would get a fumble and run it into the end zone or vice versa. Or every time the ball was thrown to me. I'd run it 45 to 50 yards or score a touchdown with three guys on my back because I didn't get thrown the ball that much because we ran we ran the ball too well. <laughs> we that was that was the unfortunate thing about being a receiver on our team is um, we had we had linemen that were you know college linemen that would move everybody and hold the the running backs could run through holes as big as um, you know Walmart parking lot. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. We didn't have to throw the ball that much. Yeah, we also had some guys from when I was there. We had a guy named uh, Darrell Nash, Jamil Johnson, um, let's see, who else? Mike Burrell, he was quarterback. Nathan Jolly, he was in my class. Uh, Nick Nelms, who was running back. Just mm-hmm. a few of those guys when I was there. We also had a guy named Kevin Furman. He was pretty good. He was running back, I think. Taven Davis. Yeah. Um, Trent, uh, Matt Gilbert, of course. 
Hey, and if any, if y'all, if y'all want to, um, if y'all like our show, if you like the show, y'all contact um, Colin. And um, like I said earlier, like with Colin, he he loves to talk about Houston football or too. But there's a, um, I don't know if you guys, if y'all listened to our Scott Farmer interview, and um, just a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, those kind of interviews are funny. Like, we have great stories. Um, so, if any of y'all want to call in, like, this is my best friends, like, that I, I grew up with in high school, and the people I didn't know that well. Like, um, you know, Brian Mewes is a good friend of mine, but we we weren't that close in high school, but he was a heck of a fucking athlete, and he didn't get an opportunity to play, um, really, to have a chance. He... He, um, Coach Summer started starting him in my position of defensive end. And it was a dude, me and him had some epic, epic battles because it was like, man, I know I need to take a break because I play offense, defense, kicking team, you know, return, punt team, play every position. Because uh, you played every down, every quarter. Yeah, every second. So when he took me out for defense, which I was very you know it was electric I, I mean I was electric I was always at the quarterback or something was getting stirred up because of me um, but Brian Mewes he was a shorter dude smaller but more more explosive more kind of you know he was just a little firecracker and he wanted an opportunity to play so he he got he stole my position for quite a while and he did really well actually um, he had better technique than I did I just I I came right off the line and went straight at the quarterback and either pushed my guy into his own quarterback or uh, ran around him. But Mewis had a uh, better technique because he had to, he was a little smaller. Um, and, you know, he had to have better technique to get to the quarterback. But I just overpowered my dudes. But, um, uh, because I think I remember he said, y'all sophomore year, um, he said, um, Coach Moncrief got in his face for something that you did or a yeah. certain play or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Moncrief was a tough, tough. See, those those kind of coaches aren't around anymore, man. Those those guys would be in your ass, dude, with a dip in their face in their mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> Coach Moncrief, he was also a track coach too. I think uh, he did the guys the the running part of it. But um, what you talk about a Creole? He's from Southern Louisiana, and Are he you had Cajun? hot sauce, huh? Cajun. Oh my God, he 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 talked like, and he was just fucking. If you if you messed up, man, he was on your ass. But he also rewarded you if you did well. Um, like what would he do? <laughs> I, um, just praised you, and that was you know when you got praise from coaches like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna give a shout out to my one of my favorite coaches of all times. Is he's actually one of my best friends' um, sons. Uh, Clint Harden's father, mm-hmm. Coach Harden, his, you know, John Harden. Yeah, yeah. His dad, his dad, um, one of my favorite people in the world. I love, I, I grew up, you know, going over to Clinton, um, his dad's, his, his mother, uh, Kay Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still two of my favorite people. Um, every time we go to events or stuff uh, with Clint, like they're always there at the pool parties and, there's so much fun, but um, he was my—he was one of my football coaches growing up. He's kind of one of the guys who taught me how to play football. 
Um, him, and, him and Coach Bennett. Yeah. And he always he always saw so much potential. Like he told my dad, he's like, oh, man, you Eric's gonna do this, Eric's gonna do that. And he always was like so excited about my my football. But he was probably one of the most instrumental guys I've ever had. He was he was not only a tough coach, but he was he was also a good like how he explained it to you. Um, he would get on to you, but then he he wasn't really like he wasn't as tough as those other guys. Like he wasn't he was very um, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. He was very um, very um, very competitive guy. You know he would get in your ass if, if you made him. But uh, he were, he was just such a great teacher. I don't know how to explain it, but. And that was his side job. He was he, he owned his own landscaping business. Um, um, when he was coaching us, him and Coach, um, another amazing man, he coached with. Uh, he's a former FBI agent. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name, but my his wife, yeah, Coach, um, one of the really special guys. Um, him and Coach Harden. I can't think of his name. I'm gonna hate myself for not thinking, knowing this. Um, Anyways, he—they were our middle school coaches. And, um, oh, okay. Guys, it was like John, um, not John, Coach. My dad's gonna kill me for uh, forgetting it, but um, my dad and Clint's dad, um, Coach Harden, they were—they were always tight. They've still always been tight, and then. Coach, um, who's the FBI agent, he actually died, passed away years after I um, graduated. But um, they, he, my dad was in love with this guy. He was just a, a great person. Um, they had a good relationship. Um, anyways, that's dude, that's all fun, man. You know, going. So, you got any buddies that hear us talk and that played in Houston or didn't play or you know was on the band? Or, or whatever, yeah. Tell them if if somebody contacts you and says they want to they want to talk on our podcast, dude, mm-hmm. invite them. Let's do it. We'll do it the day they want mm-hmm. to. So, uh, mm-hmm. friends, y'all y'all contact um, me or Colin. And I know Josh Payne wants to do one. Um, he would be amazing because we have a lot of fun stories. Um, Aaron, Aaron, I know you want to do one. And then um, for all you shy fuckers. You know, it's just a conversation on the phone like me and Colin are having. Probably nobody's going to listen to it, but it's fun and it's um, it's always going to be out there. So our, our kids, your kids will hear it. Um, they'll learn how big of a douchebag you are. And um, it'll be fun. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Um, huh? huh? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, go finish it. Me? Yeah. Oh, oh what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so actually, um, I have a little update for you. So, um, in the last couple of months, my uh, Facebook got hacked. I had to make a new account. Just FYI. I remember you hearing. I remember hearing about that. You, yeah, it's because so you're watching all the pornos. Um, you're on those all those bad sites, looking at all those pornos every day. You need to quit that. Dude, do what? <laughs> I said it's because you're looking at pornos on those uh, bad porno sites every day. They give you viruses. You need to quit doing that. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so since I got back, I'm back. So I'm trying to reduce some of that page right on Facebook. And um, 
And just recently, somebody offered me this, this senior video and the graduation from the class of 93, Houston's first. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I'd like to know when it becomes available. <laughs> well, I, that's awesome what you're doing with all that, man. Um, yeah, and if, hey, dude, if you give me one favor, you promise me to right now that you'll do it. You'll try to do it. And I'll, and I'll try my best to be a better communicator. I want you to try and incorporate what, um, cerebral palsy, uh, whether you can find a charity that you like with them mm-hmm. and, or, or boys group that you can mentor. But I want you to try and incorporate that with what you do daily when you talk on, um, or you, if not, whatever you post on Facebook, you know, Houston High, whatever, um, always try and put a positive message out there um, mm-hmm. about that for me and um, mm-hmm. see how you like it, man. See how it makes you feel and see how yeah, these younger people react to it. Like, hey, yeah, my name is Colin. Some of you might know me uh, from Zonso. Uh, this is what I have. You know, I don't look at it as a anything other than a blessing whatever and then you, you mentor these young people these younger guys and then mm-hmm. that's my that's what i want to do to be honest with you i want i want to go i want you and i to go to houston high school and do do a, a talk to you know the, the whole class or whatever um even though you probably would be that would probably be a big fear for you for me too, but I, I want to do. That's one of the things I want to do. Patient, um, um, life lessons, and I'd like you to do it with me. So, you know, we go and talk. We tell our story. Hey, this is us. And then I'd go into my spiel, and then you go into your thing. And then, um, you know, it, I think it'd be fun, interactive, like because when you and those kids have those kind of things, and they're, you know, have somebody come talk to them. Usually, it's all like all this uh you know this guy is this and he's this and she's this and she's amazing i'd like to talk about our our hardships as much as our wins and you know as far as still being um in life we're still not where we need to be like as far as figuring out what we're going to be for a living or None of that shit matters. It, it, the only thing that matters is if you if you're kind and you're good to people, and and that you have a giving heart and you're gracious. So you, if you have all that stuff and downs, everything else is going to come to you. And um, some people don't learn that ever in their lives. Some people are money hungry. Some people are rude. Some people are not kind to people. Um, some very wealthy people are not giving. You know, more more poor people are more giving than some of these wealthy people um so some of these guys that are don't have as much as these other people in life have they, they have something better sometimes they have they have better um awareness self-awareness they have better um a better understanding on what it is to be to live um it's not all about you know making money working I worked uh, 10, 10 hours a day to do, you know, to get a paycheck. And then I do that every day. And I, and then, you know, that's not, that's not enough. And then, uh, 
Yeah. And then, or, um, so once I get wealthy, okay, now I need to find a, a very attractive female to marry or whatever. Then they find a person to marry and then they have to have that kid. I need to have two, two boys or two girls. Um, and then they do that. And then they find those, like, I got to take care of this, these two kids the rest of my life. Um, and life is not easy for me. So Until it's all eight. about, yeah. And these are all like life excuses of what, um, why they're not happy. Um, they're not happy because they're not making enough money. They're not happy because they're the right person they haven't married yet. Those things are shit you don't never have to worry about. If you don't, if you don't focus yeah. on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing in life to learn. And and typically there's a lot of people that don't ever see that. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. So you guys, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I got to get, I got to get to bed. I got to get up early. I got a meeting, but hey, what I want you, you to really work on that. What, what you got a meeting for? Uh, I got a, with the city about the land we have though. We have uh, 300 acres out here, but seven and a half of it, seven and a half that are um, being, there's a road being built Mm -hmm. and part of this road is on this seven and a half acres that's for sale right now. And Mm -hmm. it's for sale for quite a bit of money because of um, the highway and all this other crap, but they're trying to take it. It's a big, big fuck. Fuck log, I hate it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I don't know what you and I should do. Um, you know, football's coming up in two weeks, right? Right. I was, think, I was thinking we should do a weekly football series, like you know, like who, like who won the, like if you won or lost a game or something. <laughs> that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. And um, let's let's try and get on. Let's try and get some of these former football players on. Let's talk about the Germantown matchup. That's. That's what all we'll talk about. That particular thing. When's their first game? Uh, August. So coming up. Yeah. When did they play Germantown? Probably. Uh, I think in October. Yeah, hold on one second. September. I think in October. I want to say. Your schedule. Okay. August 20th, first game. It's a home game. They're playing Ridgeway. So, yeah, just saw that. And then Bartlett the next time, the next week. Yeah, like when, when Bartlett plays, me and put Scott Thurmer on. We'll, We'll interview him. We'll talk about aliens. We'll talk about football um, and conspiracy theories. Um, Josh Payne. That's what that's, Thurmer loves some conspiracy theories. Um, oh yeah, actually. Um, so I was talking with Tyler Stewart one time. We both think there's a Houston curse as far as deaths because so much from Houston have died over the years. Really? Yep. Like you know, like Abe Felix, um, um, Jordan Treadway from your class. Uh, Trying to think. Uh, like uh, Wayne Samoji on Dunkle Road. They're hit by a drunk driver. Um, yeah, a lot, of those, a lot of those guys, like 
one of my best friends growing up, Jeremy Humphreys' older brother. They got hit by a train. Um, oh, yeah, Jeremy, oh yeah, I heard about, I saw that. Yeah, back in 95. That's who, he was He was my best friend in middle school and growing up through high school. So that affected him big time. I mean, he was, uh, that was his older brother. Yeah. They, they love, I mean, that was such a hard thing for that family. But oh, yeah, he's also- amazing. Jeremy's like a model and a UFC fighter. So. Yeah, and also, did, did you know a girl named uh, Nina Burt? Remember her? No, she don't. died. And Nina Burt, she was a year ahead of you. 17. She was still in high school. Probably, she was a junior. I probably would recognize her. Yeah, she had blonde hair, kind of. And uh, Burt, she was a year ahead of you. And she died when she was still in high school. Yeah, there's a lot, man. That's that's part of you know life. That's tough parts of life, man. When they die, kids die, especially I'm sure being a parent, you don't want your kid to die before you. Uh, that's a tough right. thing to handle, um, especially especially if it's like uh, somebody that kills somebody. Very tough stuff to handle. AKA murder. Yeah. Like if somebody, if I had a kid and somebody killed my kid threw him in a dumpster put the rot and I couldn't find my kid or whatever for a long time and then I found my kid just thrown away in a dumpster I mean I would I would murder that person even though I have forgiveness I would murder that person and I would do it in the most terrible way possible I mean I would probably torture them and I mean I just don't have any room for that kind of shit like just like like what happened to Matthew Shepard he was being too offensive because he was gay you know what happened there he was being beaten to a fence because he was gay. Did he go to our school or was that a movie? No, it was in Colorado. It happened when you were in high school, though. It was in 98. I just watched that movie. Out. Yeah. The Max Lee Shepard movie. Yeah, that's that kind of shit. You know, I have any room for that. Like, I'm the kindest person you'll ever meet. I'll, I would I always try and avoid conflict. But if you do something to my family or try to do anything to my family or friends, mm-hmm. man, oh, yeah. I'll apart oh yeah and also do you remember um i know we talked about cop i don't time but uh there was a girl that was killed whose who, who's, uh, father goes to schools and talks about kindness i don't know if you've ever rachel scott yes she went no she was called columbine but uh her dad and the brother goes go to schools and you know like you know spread like you know acts of kindness like you know like you know because we just don't yeah uh, and all that, you know what I'm talking? I think I think I've seen yeah, kind of is he a tan dude? Tanner guy? Like kind of a looks like Italian. Oh, really? I know who you're talking about, yeah. But yeah, I, know, I know who it is. Is he sitting back here? Do what? Yeah. Her father has like sleep back here. I know who you're talking about. Nothing. He, he's I know who you're talking about, but um what does he do? He talks about kindness. Challenge. That's what it's called. And that's pretty cool because probably because those kids at Columbine were they mm-hmm. bullied. Um, and Eric and Dylan. Um, I think I'm not taking out for what they did or anything. Man, some of these kids yeah. are bullied. And, man, they get tortured. I mean, I'm talking about like terribly. It affects yeah. them for the rest of their lives. I mean, it's really yeah, sad. Yeah, because it's at the. One was bullied more than the other one because he was like, you know, small. I call him it was a very clicky school, like, you know, jocks, you know, whatever, all that. They go to school, whatever. 
So that's the reason I did the shoot was because of like, you know, years of being bullied. Oh, we, we had that kind of stuff going on and off. I'm, I hope I never was a part of it, but yeah, I was just, Houston was very clicky. Same kind of deal. Um, in the nineties probably. Yeah. Probably was clicky. Yeah. Probably, back, probably our, yeah, back, back then. Yeah. Our, it was tough back then, man. I, I mean, it was really tough. My middle school years. I should, I remember Reed, Reed probably, Billbury will tell you this, Reed, Billbury, and Paul deal those little fucking assholes. They tortured my ass like for a whole month, like picked on me. And then finally they started, we became friends, but man, it was tough back then, dude. It's, it's really like we didn't, and there wasn't a lot of, um, I don't understand it because there's, there wasn't a lot of like teen shootings or I don't think there was any or. There, I don't think there was any suicides. Uh, maybe suicides more so, but I don't know if it was that big, unless it was not being talked about as sh- like it should have been. But oh, yeah, we had a sh- so- man. That was a tough time to grow up. It really was. Because oh, yeah, like uh, in '97, there was this shooting in Pro Mississippi. There was one in uh, Paducah, Kentucky. Remember that one? That was a big yeah. one. Yeah. Then there was Jonesboro, Springfield, Oregon. Then there was Columbine. Right after, see, and that's like that. Those are those are like those were kind of like a, a little bit after I would say my my grade. Uh, but um, I, I think we back then we were we were more we were taught to this. Anybody messes with you, and a lot of people like these kids probably have fathers or whoever. whatever but we we were taught to fight with our fist and not go grab a gun and sh- kill somebody with it. I mean, that's a fuck up, fucked up thing to do. I mean, I, when combat happened, you were a junior at Houston. Oh, was I? Yep, April ninety nine. I didn't remember that. We it wasn't it wasn't really. I don't. I would I would say the way they politicize it now. I think. I don't really remember it back then being bad. I mean, they might have talked about it for a little bit, but uh, back then it was more so about um, what, what were they arguing about back but, then? But, like, about, about video games, uh, music, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Clinton getting his dick sucked in Oval Office, whatever. Oh, Monica <laughs> Yeah. I did. I, I do not. Apologize. I, I do not know the definition of what is is. I mean, it was the biggest. He's the Bill Clinton's the biggest fucking scum bucket on the planet. I mean, that's hilarious. I used to actually like him because I'm from Arkansas, and the dude and the guys. He's a fantastic speaker. I mean, he has a silver tongue on it. I mean, he talked to anybody about anything. And he's just as cool as calm as they can be. But he, you talk about, you talk about evil, man, you talk, the Clintons are evil people. They've, they've left a lot of destruction in their path. Um, you know what Bill said? Have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, that. he just came all over her dress. Like he just spurted all this white stuff on her dress, on her face, and then, Said he didn't have any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were sleeping on the dress and whatever. Yeah, but that, that poor dress, that, that poor girl, her life. There was an interview not too long ago about somebody asked how how 
that event affected his life. He, he should have been a decent human being or a gentleman and said, I really, I really am more, was more worried at the time about how it affected her, her life and her being remembered by this. But he was all about, I, I he was, it really affected his uh, presidency and all this shit. Like, he's the biggest fucking retard on the planet. Like, that guy, sorry, that guy gets me going, dude. He's a fucking idiot. I did not come on some girl's dress. I came on her mouth. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a fucking... He, you talk about scumbags. I do scumbags. Oh, yeah, and also, before she became an intern at the White House, she had a relationship with the teacher at her high school. She went to high school in Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. So she 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 could have partly been, um, you know, the you know, getting that thing going because she was attracted to powerful people. That was probably a thing that she was trying to do so she could be famous. So, who knows? I mean, people do stupid shit, but, um, you know, it's something, you know, other than the Clintons, you can't always judge, you know, somebody by one thing they did bad in their lives. Like, you know, if, th- if that was the case, I would be a fucking, just a fucking idiot in my life. But, <laughs> Uh, all right my dude hey i gotta run but i'm gonna edit this i'm gonna try to edit it real quick and um think about think about doing some shows or maybe we can do another one uh this week weekend or um or um maybe we can get the coach of germantown and then after we do germantown's coach maybe james will come on and do an interview with me you know he's a, he used to be a close friend of mine i haven't talked to him in a while but you can get Haley raglan to bother her Say Eric wants to do an interview uh, with James Thomas, um, uh, yeah. and yes. and I know he they probably have to probably have to be followed by a strict like you know no no cursing and all that. I, we can have, we can always do that for people, but um, mm-hmm. let's let's do that. Let's get the Germantown coach and then get the Houston coach, James mm-hmm. Thomas, and then um, let's uh. Let's go from there, all right? And we, me and Colin, want to say thanks for all you little motherfuckers that are listening to our, our show. Uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. We just talk garbage all fucking night, and I fucking love all you. <laughs> you got something to say? Me? Yeah, to the audience. You fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> uh, Tell me you fucking love them. Uh... Hey everybody, thank y'all, I love y'all. Thanks for putting up a dirty house. That's right. Because <laughs> Collins <laughs> Collins a gentleman. He has the good he has the good tongue in this uh, relationship. So we'll see you guys. We'll see you assholes and our fans on the next show and be looking for um, hopefully the Germantown football coach or Houston coach interview. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See.